0: Love Talk Radio hey, hey. It's a new season
1: And it's a new day Praise, Anointing Not the old stuff, not the old stuff Fresh anointing Somebody say this is fresh It's slow Rising in No greater time for us To make a choice and take a stand All that we need Is resting in
2: and every person that is tuned in to MBKI's Kingdom Encounter Blog Talk radio show. Glory be to God. God has given me a great word for this end time for the people, hallelujah, but I just want to lift up the name of the Most High, hallelujah, and set the atmosphere upon the line so that we may be able to. Allow him to move and have his way, hallelujah, breaking chains and cutting ley lines that people may be able to be set free, hallelujah. How many of you know that deception is not deception if you know you're being deceived, hallelujah? So we just pray that the truth of God will set us Hallelujah, when it comes to our marriages When it comes to those relationships Hallelujah, of men and women That may be going out and being courted By a man or a man of God Hallelujah, that they're not being deceived And tricked into something To miss their Boaz How many of you know that the enemy will send Hallelujah, a man your way Hallelujah, and he looks like everything That you may have wanted Glory be to God. But if you're not discerning and watching and listening the spirit of God, you may find yourself in something that was not of God. The Bible says, let not no man tear apart what God has put asunder, what God has brought together we will be going more so into the word hallelujah but right now let's just lift up our hands and put our mind upon the lord lift up your hands in a sign of surrender to heaven grab on heaven hallelujah and begin to just thank god for this day that he has made hallelujah glorify his name for he is worthy to be praised hallelujah he has done so many great things for us all. Hallelujah. He is an amazing God. There is none like him. Hallelujah. We need to get out of putting him in a box, and know that, hallelujah, he can do all things, and so can we through him because he strengthens us. He gives us the ability, hallelujah, to do the things that we do. Hallelujah, to move in the way that we move. Hallelujah, for he is God and God alone, and for that, we give you all the glory, Lord God, and we give you all the praise. Hallelujah, Father God, we thank you for your son, Christ Jesus. Hallelujah, that died upon the cross. Hallelujah, for our sins. Hallelujah, and is given us, hallelujah, his, hallelujah, righteousness for our filthy sin, hallelujah, giving us healing for our sickness, Lord God. He made the greatest exchange that can ever be made, hallelujah. The New York Stock Exchange ain't got nothing on Jesus. You are amazing, God. You are an amazing God, and we give you all the praise and all of the glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah Lord, you are amazing
1: Amazing God, amazing King Whew. Amazing everything. Amazing
2: God, amazing, yes, yes. yes, yes. Glory, hallelujah. Lift up your hands, you're Lord an God.
1: amazing Amazing everything Amazing God, amazing And I
2: all the praise, king All the glory, O oh Lord, for you amazing God of everything Thank you,
1: Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you Amazing God is amazing King He's an amazing everything this is my testimony when you said this. Where would I be without you? I would probably be in a grave with all the mistakes that I made. Listen, my life would be By now I would have lost my mind, I would have lost my mind, God, I wouldn't have no peace, no peace, no peace, but I'm so glad, that I'm so glad, that I found you, that I found Amazing God, amazing King. Oh, you're an amazing everything. Amazing everything Yes, 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 thank you Amazing God, amazing King Amazing everything Amazing God, amazing God, amazing King God Your say that somebody you sit high, look down low. Earth is your footstool, here is your throne. Somebody say.
2: out God right now. Many of us have come from some very dark places. Hallelujah. Some of us, hallelujah, should have been dead. Some of us should have been in an insane asylum. Some of us should have been locked up in jail for life. Glory be to God, but if it wasn't, for God. Hallelujah. The hands of God being upon our lives. Hallelujah. We will not be here today. And for that, we ought to give him praise. Lord God, we thank you. We glorify your name and we magnify your God for just being God. We thank you, Lord God, for waking us up to a new day. Hallelujah. New mercies and new grace. We thank you, Father God, for what you have done even so far in this day. The blessing that you have released, the provision that you have released, the substance that you have released in our lives, Father God, that we may be able to sustain through this day, even through your spirit, the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of what to do and how to do it, O God. You are so good to your creation, O God, and we just come together now lifting our hands up to you, Father God, drawing nigh unto you so that you may draw nigh unto us, that your spirit, Father God, may come into this line, that your spirit may, Father God, take over this line and have his way. In the name of Jesus Christ. We call forth the angels of the living God to come in now, to come in now and shift every atmosphere that is upon this line right now. Even in the archives, shift it now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Repel the hearts, repel the minds of your people. Let them go, hallelujah. I take and call out every distraction spirit that may try to come against your people now. Father God, distract them from the word in which you have for them, Lord God. We are looking for marriages to be shifted, marriages to be changed for your love, Father God, to be the driving force of each and every marriage. No more struggle, no more lack. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God. We lift our hands up to you, O oh God. We lift our hands up to you, O oh God, for you are worthy and
1: you are great. Lifting up the Yes. Of the heart, yes yes, 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 yes. There's a lifting of the eyes yes. beyond the hills, where our help comes from. Yes, Lord, how do you think it's
2: Oh God. We lift up our hands unto heaven, oh God. Where our health comes from, oh la. Okay. Yes, Lord, we look unto the hills. We look unto the hills, Father God, to where our help comes from, and we lift up holy hands, surrendering ourselves unto You. We die unto the flesh right now, that our spirit man may rise up, that we may receive everything that You have for us to receive in this hour and this time, Lord God. Let no man or let no woman leave the same, O oh God. Change them, Father God. Deliver them, Father God. Let them all say in the name of Jesus Christ: break behaviors, break attitudes. Lord God, hallelujah, that marriages may come together in one. Hallelujah, the Bible says that the two shall be one. Let them walk in oneness, Father God. No division. Never go shaking. I agree with everything in the home, Lord God. in the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, we thank you. We glorify your name, for you are a good God. You are a mighty God. Ah, yes, Lord, there is none like you, Father, and you love your creation. And today we just come, Father God, to boast upon your goodness and to let you know that we love you. We love you because you loved us first. You love us, Father God, and we love you back. Hallelujah. We just surrender all unto you, Father God, in this hour and in this season. Have your way. Have your will. Put me behind the cross, oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, that your spirit may have its way. Hallelujah, speak what you wish to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Use this vessel as you choose. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, let your word come forth. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Glory be to God. I just want to wish each and every person, hallelujah, a happy Saturday. Oh, I hope it's as hot as it is here in Seattle, Washington. Boy, it's hot in Seattle, the rainy state. So I know if it's hot here, it's steaming everywhere else. Glory be to God. We're having a good time here. Hallelujah. My wife had to go to work today. Oh Lord, Hallelujah. But she'll be home soon. Oh, glory be to God. I just, man, this word that God has given me. I, I man, it just came out of nowhere. I was telling them on the, on the prayer line this morning. I don't know what God's going to have for us to talk about tonight. But after I got off. The lie, I was talking to my wife, and it came to me. So I thank God, hallelujah, for the word that he has given me for his people on today. Amen. Glory be to God. First off, I just want to give honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for he is the head of my life, and without him, I would be nothing. Ten times out of ten, I either be dead or up underneath the bridge smoking crack, because that's where I came from. I don't know where you came from. Glory be to God. I also want to give honor to my wife. Hallelujah. My rib, my help me my everything. I love her, and I wish that she was here with me, but... She's here with me in spirit, and I just thank God for that. I want to give honor, hallelujah, to uh, Prophet O.J. Weston, my mentor, hallelujah, and Apostle Rodney Tate, hallelujah, my spiritual father, overseer of the ministry. Glory be to God. I thank God for both of these mighty men of God, for they poured so much into me. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And each and every one of you that are in your respective places and offices in the kingdom of God, hallelujah, my respect and honor go out to you as well. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Ha, ah, yes, Lord. We just glorify your name. We thank you. We thank you. Y'all want to have a little fun, hallelujah, today with the word. God is a God that is amusing. He loves laughter and all that, and so do I. Amen. So let's have some fun as we go through the word of God today. Today we're going to be talking about a struggling marriage in the end times. Struggling marriage. In the end times, I think, as I was talking to someone earlier today, I think we got it twisted. You know, we we get into marriages for the wrong reasons today. We, We get with folks and this and that and the third, and, you know, as we are... Entry into the covenant of marriage, things begin to transform. But, see, we should have been looking at things prior to the fact. Hallelujah. So these are some of the struggling marriages. Then we have marriages that are made of God, but there's so much pressure because of the economy and so much pressure because of the background of each person, hallelujah, that it becomes a, a struggle in the marriage, amen. So there's many different things that are taking place, hallelujah, in the lives of marriages today that we want to talk about and see what God has to say uh, pertaining to them. But to understand marriage, we must go back to the beginning. We must go back to the beginning. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Genesis chapter 2, and we're going to read verse 23, 25, Genesis chapter 2, verse 23 through 25, amen, glory be to God. Uh, you deserve all the praise, O oh Lord All the praise, O oh Lord Glory to God Thank you, Jesus All right, and it reads In Genesis chapter 2, verse 23 through 25 Hallelujah It says And Adam said This is now my bone Or my bone of my bones And flesh of my flesh She shall be called woman Because she was taken out of man, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother And be joined to his wife And they shall become one flesh Verse 25 says And they were both naked And man The man and his wife And were not ashamed And were not ashamed Glory be to God For those of you that don't really understand What is marriage. Marriage is a joining together of male and female in matrimony. Now this is how God set it up. Now we can see how the enemy has come in because they just passed a law that it's okay to be married to a woman. A woman being a woman and a man being a man. They can marry one another. But that is not what God set up from the beginning. There was a man and a woman in the beginning in the Garden of Eden. There wasn't a woman and a woman. There wasn't a man and a man, nor was there two women and two men, and some were married male and female. And, yeah, you got what I'm saying. It wasn't set up that way. Okay? God set it up in a particular fashion, in a particular way. Amen. Glory be to God. The Bible shows us uh, from the beginning to the end, there's 21 marriages that are talked about in the Bible. 21 marriages that are actually talked about in the Bible from beginning to end. So we can learn a lot from the marriages that are in the Bible because they are there for a purpose, and that is to guide us, direct us, and lead us when it comes to marriage. Amen. And glory be to God, glory be to God. And it tells us, you know, in verse 24, that this marriage was ordained by God in his instructions. This is ordained. Marriage is ordained by God. And it shows that in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 24. Now, coming to today, I come to believe that most struggles in Christian marriages are based on the motive of getting married. Based upon the motive of getting married, so my question to you would be, what was your motive when you married your wife, or when you married your husband, or even what is your motive of getting with the woman or man that you are now courting or going out with? What is your motive? You see, if you look in the past, in the twenties and thirties, and back there, when I don't, I don't have a clue of because I wasn't born, but I can tell you this. Yeah. When male and man, when a man seen a woman, his main function and goal of that woman was that was my wife, and he would court her for a period of time to confirm that hey this this, this will work out, and then at the same time in some uh, nationalities the the male and the female they 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 did have say in it, the mother and the father would make sure that the bloodline of that woman or the bloodline of that man hallelujah was conducive to their bloodline. Amen. You will see the the rich folks marry the rich folks, poor folks marry the poor folks. You would not see no poor folk with no rich folk. Wouldn't do that. Be that way because the mother and the father basically probably already knew the parents probably already set up while the kids were kids who was going to marry who to keep things rolling. I believe that's how that old money stayed old money. Hallelujah! It is still going through the bloodline even on today. Glory be to God. But we've gotten to a place, a place today where our motives have shifted. Our motives have shifted. We're not looking to see is this man of God, is this woman of God a believer in God? Do they love me from a, a standpoint of, of Christ? Or do they love what they see? Or do they love what they see in what I have? What is the motive of the relationship that you may be in on today. We're talking about the struggling marriage in these end times. Let me let me just throw out a couple reasons why people get married. One, people get married today for a, a, a reason that they really shouldn't be because they shouldn't be doing it until they get married. But let's be real. People are having sex. Amen? And they marry folks for that reason. <clears throat> the woman said, you know, I... I I'm not going to have sex until, until I'm married because I'm a Christian, and that's what God says. man said, okay, well, let's get married. She said, okay. Wrong reason. Or vice versa. The man said, I ain't having sex until I find me a wife. And she'd be the best-looking thing, and she, she submits him and everything. The man said, let's get married. She said, okay, they have sex. The other reason people are getting married these days, babies born from sex. So the mom of that... Uh, the woman or the the male says, "Y'all got to get married." So y'all get married, okay? Forced by parents. Uh, 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 for some men, it's a need of a mommy, need somebody to take care of them, somebody to wash the clothes, cook their meals, and clean up after. Them. For some women, they need a daddy, somebody to protect them and provide for them. Amen. For some people, it's security, and that's not just for women. Hallelujah. Some men are out here looking for security because they don't want to work. So they figure, I'll get away with a, with a woman that got a good job, making good money, and she can take care of me. Oh no, I ain't supposed to be like that. That's the wrong reason. Amen. Prestige. Hallelujah. You got some some of these athletes that are with individuals because of who they are and their popularity. They're very nice looking. Hallelujah. You know, the T V makes a big big thing of that. They got the jock, the, the major football player, basketball player, this and that and the third, and all the women want him. You see these things are are, are are being planted in our mind, but that's not the reason, hallelujah, for marriage. That's not the reason for marriage. The reason for marriage is the genuine love and affection that you have for that other person. Despite despite their flaws, that you have a love and affection for them. Amen. Glory be to God. Statistics show, uh, based on people that call themselves Christians but don't follow Christ or attend church, there's about a 60% divorce rate for those. Now, for those that attend church and Uh, believe in Christ and and, and are living to the best of their abilities like Christ, it drops off 38%. That's 38% though. Why is it that it should be zero if we are following the mandates that God has set for marriage? If we follow the mandates that God has set for marriage, See, to understand the struggle we are having in marriage today, we have to go back to the beginning, back to the beginning. If you remember, as we read in verse 23 and 24 of Genesis 2, uh, Adam said, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. He said, this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Now, we must understand God could have taken any part of of the man that created a woman, but he chose the rib. Why did he choose the rib? Why didn't he choose, like, the head or the foot or the elbow or on or, or, or arm or something? You see, she wasn't taken from the head to be lord over by him. Okay she wasn't taken from the feet to be trampled over by him, but she was taken from the side the rib, the side to be equal with him and from near the heart to be loved by him symbolically, this is what is represented. the rib is on the side. Of your body, the left side, the right side, don't matter what side you look at, you got some ribs over there. Amen? And so, from the side, God is wanting the man and the woman to walk side by side. And the affections, the love, hallelujah, because the ribs protect the heart. Hallelujah. So, God is wanting us as men to love our wives. And it talks about that in the Word, amen? But women were taken from the rib. And symbolically, I believe that the equalness is why it's the rib, the side, because you're walking equal. They're not below. Are you below? It's an equal thing. The Bible talks of a woman as being the weaker vessel. because they're weaker don't mean they ain't equal. I'll tell you one thing about women, when they have babies. I don't know how they do it. But, Lord, have mercy, thank you for being a man. I My hat goes off to all y'all women that have had babies. And if you have more than one baby, oh, Lord, have mercy, thank you, Jesus, for that woman. Because I couldn't go through it. So there's some things that women women are stronger in areas. So, ah, yes, Lord, that's why I say the two shall become one. Where they are weak, we strong. When we, when we weak, they strong. When we come together and we hold. now we are mighty mighty force to be reckoned with amen glory be to god verse 24 talks about and the two shall become one flesh The becoming one is what satan wants to prevent he do not want you to become one with your husband nor do he want you to become one with your wife why because if y'all come together oh my god there is going to be more power between the two. The Bible says one can send a thousand fights, two can send ten thousand. Amen? But why? Because we are the bride. We are the bride. This is one of the things we must understand that we are the bride and Christ is the groom. And marriage is a symbolization of the marriage of Christ and his bride becoming one when he returns. So the enemy wants to destroy the symbolic uh, representation of the marriage that we have, hallelujah, with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He wants to destroy. So the division that's happening in your marriage, hallelujah, that is trying to take place in your marriage, hallelujah, uh, symbolically is trying to break up your relationship with Jesus and come against the marriage that you have with him. Amen. The next verse uh begins to tell us about the temptation and the fall. About the temptation and the fall when we go into chapter three, it starts talking about the serpent. You see, one day he tried to destroy the marriage between man and wife. This is Instantly, I'm not sure how long Eve was on the scene. One of those theologians know how long uh, Eve was on the scene before she was tempted by the serpent or by Satan to bring a division. Because we all know that God told Adam. He told him not to eat of the fruit, hallelujah, in the garden of the tree of good and evil. Now, I'm quite sure that Adam... Spoke those things to Eve but she went ahead and kind of got wooed in her mind she got wooed in her mind so when we look at Genesis 3 and 6 there's two spirits that he used from the beginning to come against the marriage one was lust and the other was pride lust and pride. Something that many men deal with. Lust and pride. Can't tell me nothing. I know everything. And what I want, I'm going to get it. If I want it, I'm going to get it. And it's all about me, 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 me. Pride. Amen. Glory be to God. Let's take a look at this. It talks about the lust Of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. In chapter three, let's see. Let's go. Let's go there real real quick. Uh, Three and six. It says here. So when the woman saw, when the woman saw, let me see. Let's go up to verse five. Let's go up to verse five because there's something I want to. Uh, Bring to to the forefront here Verse 5 reads For God knows that in the day You eat of it Your eyes will be open And you will be like God Knowing good and evil So verse 6 When the woman saw That the tree was good for food That it was pleasant to the eyes And the tree Desirable to make one wise Of its fruit and ate She also gave it to her who husband with her and he ate her husband that was with her. Now look at here. It talks about the lust of the eye, what she seen, it says she saw that the fruit was good. It talks about the lust of the flesh, that it was desirable, it hit her emotions. And then it talks about the pride of life, seeking to be more than what God had created. You to be. Amen. And then it goes on and talks about her husband.
1: Her husband,
2: the man that God spoke to and said, Do not eat of this fruit. He was standing right there. He didn't say a word. It didn't say a word. But gave into what his wife's actions were despite the commandments of the Lord. Despite the commandment of the Lord. Husbands, being being the head is not an easy job. It's not an easy job because we are responsible for the marriage and for the mate that God has given us. That's why it's very important that we love our wives as Christ loved the church. What did Christ do for the church? Christ resurrected the church because the church went sideways. The Pharisees and the Sadducees made all kind of laws, around laws, over laws, and in between laws. They were doing all kind of things that didn't make sense. Even on the Sabbath, you couldn't even wipe your, your rear end because it took work to do that. All kind of stuff. God, Christ resurrected the church. It's our job to love our wives to resurrect them, to, to bring life to them. They, they they operate from an emotional place more than us men. We operate from a more of a physical place. So we have to be very gentle and very watchful of the words that we use because we can hurt our wives' feelings. But you know what? They're very strong women because they can take that hurt, and you will never know that she is hurting unless she tells you are unless you know her well enough to know her body language and, and things like that. But We must be very mindful because, see, that pride, hallelujah, is coming in to bring a wedge. That pride, that pride. Y'all men know what I'm talking about, that pride, if you want to admit to it. Amen. 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 Talks about lust, the appetite that we have been for what we desire. We can lust in a good way. We can lust to go go read and have an appetite of reading the word of God and getting in front of God and and getting on our face and praying to God, and that's just an appetite, a desire that we have, that we hunger for, and we just enjoy it, and we, we can't wait to get to it. But then there's those other lusts. That's what we're talking about, these other lusts that drives us to do things that are not of God, that drives us to do things that not only hurt ourselves, but hurts the people around us, that can drive a wedge into a relationship, that can drive a wedge into a relationship. I'm going to throw another one out there that, that I didn't put down here is Fear. Because sometimes you can just be scared to tell the truth. Like, where was you at? And why are you getting home so late from work when you know you were doing something you ain't supposed to been doing? And if it ain't got to be being with another woman or being with another guy. You could have been spending money somewhere you ain't had no business spending money at, like like, 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 like the, uh, uh, the card rooms and, 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 and just, you know, doing things that are not Dealing with, the but it's a lie. Putting a wedge between the marriage because if he or she ever finds out the truth, then that puts a crack in the foundation, which is trust. Amen. So all of these type of things are what we're dealing with in today. That is bringing us to a place of really struggling. Now, there's many other things. These are things between the man, and the wife. We're going to deal with the exterior things here in just one minute. Hallelujah. The other thing that we have to look at is this. If you don't know where your mate has come from and what they've been through, you really won't understand how to deal with them. Because there's some people that have gone through some stuff. There's some men that have gone through physical abuse from their father, and then you being a woman, you just go open your mouth up and just start, start letting anything and everything fly out your mouth and try to push that man into a place because he hasn't healed yet. And then you have women that have been sexually abused, verbally abused, and physically abused, and here's this man that don't know how to talk softly, but always talking aggressively, and hitting that wounded place in his wife to where she's just totally fearful of him. But he has no, uh, uh, he's never going to want to lay a hand on her, but it's just that voice. So you must know your mate, because if you don't know your mate, you're not going to be able to help revive them. Remember, Jesus said, love your wife as Christ loved the church. He resurrected it. He brought it back to life. Women love your husbands too. As Christ loves church. I believe it ain't just for men. Because we need to be re- resurrected too. We done been through some stuff. Amen. Just like you say, husbands, wives, wife submit to your husbands. Husbands submit to your wife. Goes that same way. God has a God is a God of structure. He's a God of order. He's a God of structure. He's a God of order. He calls a man to be the high priest of the home. It's your job, men of God, to go to God, how for direction for your marriage, for your family, and seek wisdom so that you can lead your family down the right path and move in the ministry that God has placed in your hands. And it's the woman's job as you say, well, babe, I went to the Lord, and the Lord said this, and that, and the third. It's her job to say, okay, what can I do to help? And it's the children's job to be obedient to the mother and the father and whatever they tell them to do because everyone is seeking God. You seek God, you relay God's message to your wife. Your wife relays it to the children Are you. But these are things that are not taking place in this time or in this hour. Everyone has their own agenda. The wife is doing what she want to do, the man is doing what he want to do, and the children are running around here jacked up and sideways. And we're trying to figure out why this up-and-coming generation is dealing, it, 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 acting out with a lot of anger and a lot of rage. Why? Because they're dealing with a lot of abandonment and rejection, and I'm not saying that. People are parents that they are rejecting their kids or abandoning their kids, but there's some things that the kids need that they're not able to get, and it's not all of the parents' fault. A lot of it is the government's fault because when they took the mother out of the home and put her in the workforce because of the economy, now the children have no one to uh, uh, nurture them because the mother is a nurturer. So who do they have to nurture them? The TV? Nintendo? Xbox? That whole boy on the street corner? That old that older man there looking at that younger woman, your daughter? That older woman looking at that younger boy, your son. And all they doing is looking for somebody to give them some direction. The marriage. The marriage. Glory be to God. John ten ten tells us that The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to steal your birthright, and he wants to outright kill you. The question is, are you going to let him do it? Are you going to let him do it? The Bible says that he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. So are you just laying on your back, letting him have your way, tickling you? Or are you getting up and you fighting and you warring in the spirit, pushing back the hands of darkness in your life and in your family's life? Women are the intercessors of the home. Oh my God! Just like a lion and a cubs, anything comes around that anything comes within a five yard radius of that lion is dead. It's dead because she'll make sure ain't nothing going to come and harm her cubs. A woman is just like that. When she's in prayer and she's interceding for her family, she is just like that. But are you standing in intercession for your family, for your husband and for your children, for your finances? Man of God, are you speaking life into your family? Are you sitting here saying all kind of crazy stuff about your wife and your relationship, to your friends and even to your wife? These are the things that we are dealing with today, people of God, and we have to get back to what God has designed in the beginning. You see the world is trying to twist and turn and uh, flip and flop everything that God has placed in order. God didn't say nothing about a a woman can marry a woman. That's deception. ain't got nothing to do with the people. It's the spirit. They need to be delivered from the deception in their mind so that they can get back on the right track. So that they can get back on the right track and find them a woman or find them a man and let go of that other and get right with God. The definition of struggle is to make strenuous our, our violent effects in the face of difficulties or opposition. That's the definition of a struggle. What I want to do right now is I want to talk about uh, five areas where Satan is attacking marriages today that uh, are putting us in a place of struggle to where we we, we, we we can't keep the joy in the marriage. We can't keep I'm not gonna say we can't keep it, but we are choosing not to keep it because we are looking at the situation and not going to God for the revelation to the situation. Hallelujah. So we can have some peace and some truth. And it's the truth that will set us free to where we can walk in peace in the midst of any situation. We got to realize that we have a Bible and instruction manuals of how to live on the earth. And when we are going through a situation, if we seek through it for the revelation, we will be able to get the truth. And that truth will set us free. And you will be able to be unleashed, hallelujah, in your emotions, hallelujah, in your mind, you can keep your peace and continue to move forward happily ever after. You and your husband, what what's happening is stress, worry, anxiety, fear, and all these other things are coming in because we're focusing on the problem and not the solutionary, which is God. He said, come to me. He said, come to me. And I will give you rest. He didn't say, pick up the phone and start complaining. He didn't say, get up in your head and start thinking. Yes, he did call us the little kings. He said, He's the king of kings and the lord of lords, but we got to go to the king, we got to go to the Lord when we have situations and circumstances. Do you think the vice president just acts out on what he wanna do? No. He goes to the president to make sure that what he's thinking about doing is what the president is thinking about doing and then he go do it. Everybody's in one accord. But we think that since we are little kings, that we can overrule what the king says and do what we want to do. It doesn't work like that. That's being out of order. Seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all things shall be added unto you. glory be to God. Five things hallelujah, taking and bringing a struggle or an attack against the marriages of God today. Hallelujah. First is trust trust, trusting one another. glory be to God. you know we all come from somewhere we all been through some stuff. some of us men have been been taken for for taken for granted and 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 you know, that Jezebel then got a hold of us and then hopped in our, our bank account and maybe, maybe uh, we caught her with somebody else. And so we got some wounds there. And and, and the same with uh uh the, your wife. You know, she got some wounds over there. Hallelujah. But, hallelujah, they haven't healed to where, you know, that thing is still there and that distrust for him is still there, which means it's there for you too. Which means it's there for you too. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of times what goes on ain't got nothing to do with you. And ain't got nothing to do with you, bro. It ain't got nothing to do with you, sis. It got to do with that other man, that other woman. They ain't healed from yet. Hallelujah. So when you come home a half hour late, what's going through his mind is, yeah, I remember when Betty used to do this. Yeah, Betty come back. I caught her. I caught her in the car around the corner with this dude. What's she doing? Now he walking around the corner looking for that car. And you're the most loyal, faithful woman on the planet. Glory be to God. Same with y'all women. Same with y'all women. You'd be like, let me get in this house. Let me get in this house because I, I got this feeling. It's the same feeling I had when I caught Leroy in the bed. But that's right. Nah, nah, let me get up in this house. You get up in the house, run in the bedroom. He ain't even there. He ain't even there. He in the kitchen making you a beautiful dinner because he know you worked all night. Hallelujah. trust. We got to trust our mate. You married him. You married her. This is your life mate. This is your life mate. And trust is the foundation. Now, we are humans and we do make mistakes. So there are some things that may put some cracks in that trust. But if you are willing and if he is willing to work through it, then let all the other crap go. Rebuild a new foundation upon the rock, hallelujah, and keep it pushing. And keep it pushing. Trust. Glory be to God. Hallelujah, Lord. First Peter 4 and 8, it says, And above all things, have favorite love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sin. Trust, trust. Number two, money struggles. We all know money is a tool. I hope you all know that. Money is just a tool so that you're able to keep a roof over your head, keep hot water and lights on and buy some clothes, and that's all money is, a tool, okay? But when there's a lack of money, it means that you have a difficult time keeping the necessities that you need to survive, and it can put a strain on your marriage. See, most couples today are struggling in their finances in this season, and it's bringing a stress and worry until their marriage Oh, I know this one real good <laughs> I know this one real good Glory be to God But I thank God for the wife that he's given me Hallelujah Well, we would we would seek God We would seek God and go to work And come home and try to put our little pennies together And oh, Lord have mercy We was homeless Hallelujah, we was in. I mean, man, we was in. We had left and went to a whole other. Went all the way down to Florida. Hallelujah, with no money. Hallelujah, and didn't know we, we. knew we was gonna be in a homeless shelter. Glory be to God, but God opened the door. Hallelujah, we trusted Him in in everything, and and God has come. We made it through that season, and God is just blessing us now, and I give Him all the glory and praise. But we have to seek god in the midst of these things because what happens if you don't see god you're going to start trying to think up a witty idea that's really not from god so when you come from where i come from you see you start thinking some ideas like you know what i think i still got that number tucked away somewhere let me see if d is home maybe i can get me give me a uh you know a little zip and go out here to the corner you know i gotta take care of my family no you don't do it that way you don't do it that way. God is going to take care of you. He's going to take care of your family because he tells us in his word. Hallelujah. It's just a point of seeking. It's just a point of seeking him, man of God. Hallelujah. And know your wife is not your punching bag. Hallelujah. For when you're all stressed out and worn out because you're trying to do it, no, she's the one that's going to keep you moving forward. She's the one that's going to clean off that shield. Hallelujah. And give it to you in the morning. Now you can go fight and block some of those arrows. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. So, hallelujah. What needs to take place? Hallelujah is the, the man and the woman. Y'all need to come together and just really get before, before the Lord. Maybe it's your lifestyle. There's many different things, many different obstacles that can be bringing this struggle because in this hour we are trying to live like these reality shows that really ain't reality because I don't know nobody that is walking around and having these big old homes in the highlands. When you're talking about reality. You're talking about folks in the ghetto talking about you got a couple quarters, man, so we can get some Kool-Aid and get something to take up in this house. You know, that's reality. I don't know where they come up with these reality shows from, but if they want some reality, come on over here. We call it the Baxter's. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And we'll show you some reality. Jesus way. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. But it says here in Matthew, it says here in Matthew chapter 6 and 31 through 32, it says, Therefore, do not worry. People of God, we don't have to worry. We may be going through a rough time, a hard time. God saying He's with us. He said He will never leave us nor forsake us. He said even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that you shall fear no evil. Why? Because He's right there with you. Wherever you go, God is there with you. You cannot hide. When we was out there in the club doing all that crazy stuff and over here doing this, and me, I was doing all kind of stuff. But you know, God was right there. He knew it. He know it, and He knows what you're going. You know what you feel. You know what you need before you even know you need it. So in that, just trust God. Just trust God. Amen. He said, don't worry about what you should eat or what you should drink or what." You should wear. After all these things, the Gentiles seek. They seek. We don't care about We just want to trust, okay, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. He goes on to say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. So what is he saying? If you have a lack, seek God. Seek God. What is seeking? Seeking means I'm putting everything else aside, and I'm going to seek. If you lost a $100 bill in your home and that was the only $100 bill you got, you your mind is not going to be on nothing else but trying to find that $100 bill. The phone would ring. You ain't trying to answer no phone. The doorbell would ring. You ain't getting no door. It don't matter what's going on around you. Your mind is not on that. Your mind is specifically upon finding that $100 bill. So why can't you have the same mindset when it comes to Jesus? If he's telling you that if you need something, just seek me or shake me. come on, little kings, let's look up to the big king. He's telling us that, and he will do that. It uh, goes back to what, what, my, what my spiritual father said. He said, do you feel God more than you love God? Because if you love God, you will fear God, and to fear God means that you will follow what He says. And He says to seek Him when you go, to, uh, when when, <clears throat> when you have a need, when you have a need, seek Him, and He will give it to you. He will add it on to you as you seek Him in His righteousness. Amen. <laughs> Number three: communication issues. Oh, my God, communicational issues. Are you having communicational issues with your husband? Are you having communicational issues with your wife? You know, some of us just ain't communicators. We never learn people's skills. See, that's what I say. You got to know who your mate is. You can't just look on the outside. You got to know them on the inside. Amen? See, when I met my wife, I didn't even meet my wife physically. I seen her in pictures. But I knew her inside. I knew her spirit. Hallelujah. I called at 3 in the morning because something woke me up, Say something's going on with Donna. I called her and said, babe, hey, what's going on? She's like, you know, this is getting a little crazy. How'd you know something's going on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Amen. But I knew her in her spirit. I knew the things that she went through. I knew the hard times she had. So God was preparing me to be able to hold her like a fine crystal and restore her. Because that's what we are to do, to restore, to, to bring life back to our wives, as you know, through life, life as a way of beating women down. Hallelujah. But it's our job as men to protect and build them back up, restore, just like Jesus restored the church. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, yes, Lord. Communication. See, in marriage, we don't share what we mean. We don't share what we mean, or we don't say anything that allows a buildup of sense. What I mean by that is this. For some people that have not really learned the art of communication, what they mean to say, don't they, they don't say, because they really don't know how to say it. And then what they don't mean to say is kind of what comes out the mouth. And then what that does is it takes that other individual, and they sit here like, what, what, what's going on with Ghana? You know, so it can bring a little bit of a difference. You know, and it's nothing wrong with either individual. It's just that one did not does not have the communicational skills of the other, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just learning one another. But see, the thing of it is, today there's no patience to take the time to learn your other half, to really understand how they tick in areas of their life. So what you do is you get frustrated, and you start saying things that you don't really need to say. And now all that's doing is hurting this individual's feelings because they don't really understand. And it's not that they did anything wrong. It's just that their communicational skills may not be where yours are at. So man of God or woman of God, what you need to do is you just need to lower yourself down a little bit. Get a better, clearer understanding. Ask questions. So, what do you mean by that? And usually, what you'll get is something like this oh, well, what I was trying to say is da 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 da. -da." Okay, now they were able to rephrase it and put it in a way to where you can understand and keep pushing. Marriage is not easy, y'all. It's not. But, but, But once you've worked through, a lot of the bumps and a lot of the the the, the valleys and, and things like this is the most beautiful thing because because now you're operating as one. You can telepathically look at your wife and she know exactly what you're thinking. You can telepathically look at your husband and he know exactly what he need to go do, like empty the garbage. Amen. Okay, go, I'll go put the put, here's the good one, women. Be, put the toilet seat down because he left it up. if my wife was on this line, well she'd be cracking up about now? Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Ah, yes, Lord. Speaking negative words to one another brings division in the marriage. This is something that is really strong today. It's really strong. And it's sad to say with marriages in the church. People of God, we must learn how to respond instead of react to our emotions. The Bible tells us in Galatians to walk in the spirit. If we walk in the spirit, we will not satisfy the lusty desires of our flesh. But we figure we can take a lunchtime and just put everything aside. No, there is no lunchtime. Satan don't take a break. He's 24-7 like 7-11, and we need to be that same way. So when you take that little break, saying, "Well, I'm just going to come down from the spirit," and I'm just going kind to, of, you know, and, and now here he comes, using somebody against you, and then the next thing you know, you're going to fly out your mouth with some stuff, Hallelujah, that you ain't said in five years, that you ain't said in three months, that you ain't said in ten years. That old man rising up, and if you if you take a vacation, you may find yourself moving away from God because the oh Lord have mercy. You better learn how to walk in the spirit and stay in that place so that you can make sure you see what's going on around you, not in the physical, but in the in the spirit. In the spirit. Here's another, number four, expectations. Expectations. Mm-hmm. I used to always say expectations lead to resentment. When you assume that a person is going to be this or do that, and you come and see it ain't done, first thing you're going to do is get upset. Automatically, Go going to happen. Or not upset hurt because of your expectations. You remember when you were a kid, your dad say, you know, when I get home, we're going to go to the park all day long. He, that's all you think about in the park. Now all of a sudden he calls and you know what, babe, I'm sorry. I can't, I'm can't. i not able to take you to the park. i got to work overtime. Oh, there you go. Now you're crying. Mm-hmm. or you get a good grade at school or something fantastic, get an award at school, and you come home and you figure, you know, my fa- my parents are going to just jump for joy and this and that and the third. They look, at the- they look at it, say, oh, good job, man. And, oh, good job, honey. And then they go on about talking. Now, that's that's wrong. I'm going to tell you that's wrong, but this is some of the things that we have gone through. And it's an expectation. Now yes, as parents, they should be ecstatic, they should be jumping for joy, they should be doing the moonwalk, you know, all kinda of crazy stuff. Just to show you that, hey, you did a great job. But these are some of the things that we've gone through. These are some of the expectations that I had as a kid that I went through. And they kinda of put you in a low place. You know, your husband say, I'm gonna make dinner when I'm gonna make dinner, honey. When you get home so old, we're all done for you. And you get home and he ain't even home. Oh, that hurts. Had to work overtime. Couldn't get in contact with you. Or when your wife say, I'm going to make that favorite meal of yours, baby. When you get home, I know you worked all hard. The water's going to be ran, and I'm going to have your favorite pajamas and your slippers there. And you're going to have your your favorite meal. The TV going to be on your favorite channel. You just sit back and relax. I got you. And you're just thinking all day at work. Matter of fact, that got you through the day at work. You come home, she sleeps. Hallelujah. Her back was really hurting. She had to take a pain pill and that pain pill put her to sleep. That expectation. Expectation. Glory be to God. Acts 3 and 5 says, so he gave them his attention expecting to receive something from them. He had given them his attention, and he had an expectation of getting something in return that he did expectation you know when you got your 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 friend asks you, you say, you know, can I get borrow thirty dollars and I get it back to you next week?" And your friend don't give you that $30 back because you were expecting it back. And, yes, they said that they would give it. The one thing that I learned a long time ago is if I can't afford to give it, I can give it because it ain't guaranteed I'm going to get it back. And I'm not trying to have no bitterness with you pertaining to something that I agreed to but just didn't get back. Amen. I'm going to repeat the God. And last but not least, <laughs> last but not least, this could be a this could be a, a problem. Sex issues. Sex issues. Sex is an important part of marriage. It's an important part of marriage. See, problems with sex frequently can cause problems in a marriage. You have some individuals that have a a low drive, you have a, an individual with a high drive. Now, you know, marriage is about giving and taking, so you find a middle ground. But if you one of them that just can't find a middle ground, I just I, it's, it's this way or the highway or this way, or I'm going to have to go get this from somewhere else because this is what takes place, even in the church. Even in the church. You know, these five things that came to my mind, bring upon a struggle, bring upon a struggle. I believe that if we stay in the positions that God has given us as husbands and the women as wives, the struggles that we have would not be so bad. If we married our mate for the right reason and we are equally yoked and the man of God is the priest of his home and sharing the word of God and praying with his wife and doing the necessary things and the woman of God is being submissive to her husband and being the nurturer to him and the kids, I can say that a lot of the struggles you'll be able to overcome. Will the struggles not come? No, they'll come, but you have the ability to overcome them because you're in position. The woman of God is interceding for the house. The man of God is covering the house. And everything is flowing. But we're in a time today where people are out of position. The husband's not in position. The wife's not in position. The husband is an Ahab. Hallelujah. He's letting the the wife just take control over everything. Not to say that she wants to, but she has to because the man of God is not in position. That brings a struggle in the marriage because it's putting more on the wife, and she wasn't designed for that much. We already got the government trying to come into our household to tell us how to be and what to do and what we can't do. The last thing we need is the head of the house to fall fall in with the government. (laughs) My God. Men of God, it's time to take your position as the head of your home, the priest of your home. Don't call yourself a king, the king of your palace, and you ain't functioning as a king. No, don't do that. If you're going to call yourself the king of your home, function as a king. Take upon your responsibilities as a king and get some results. Amen. 1 Corinthians 7 and 8 says, Do not deceive one another except with consent for a time that you may give yourselves to fasting and praying and come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control so the the bible tells us there is a time there is a time where we are to separate but make sure that it's in agreement so wives, when your husband say babe you know uh, come on let's 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 you know, exercise, <laughs> you know, okay, unless it's that time. And if it's that time, he needs to understand that wait those couple of days or however long that take, amen. And the same with men, we must, she said, come on, baby, you know, okay, you know, put your put your workout gear on and work out, amen. Glory be to God. But when it's that time, Hallelujah are there's something you're dealing with, you know, speak to your mate so they don't feel like it's them. They're being neglected or they ain't pretty no more. Or there's somebody else. It ain't all that. But we must understand women are, are sensitive and they're emotional and some have been through some pretty horrific things. So you must know your mate so that you can understand why they respond and react the way they do. Because once you know your mate, then you'll understand why they respond and react the way they do. And you don't have to go to left field with them. You can love them and bring them back into position. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Where did that go Amen Amen So we have And I've been speaking of the scripture The majority of the, the call here Ephesians 5 and 25 says Husbands and love your wife This is Christ loved the church And gave himself for it And gave himself for it In closing I'd like to say this Husbands Love your wives. Wives, submit to your husbands. This is what God is intended. Men, seek God's face, not for yourself, but for your family. Cover your wife in the morning before you go to work, that she is covered in the blood of Jesus, and that the angels of God are there to protect her since her protector is gone. Wives, love on your husbands. Boost him up. Edify him. He's out there with that shield all day. When he come home, that shield is beat up and jacked up. Clean that thing up so when he gets ready to go out, it's shining and sparkling. Don't let that shield that he's holding up for his family get holes in it and, and all beat up and jacked up because then there ain't going to be no good to war, hallelujah, for his family. Speak positive words into him. Build him up. Let him know that's okay, baby. We'll get it the next time. It's about love. God is love, and He's the head of the relationship. Is it going to be a struggle? Yes, yes, it is. But the thing of it is, it doesn't have to be a bad struggle. You can struggle and still have joy, peace, and love. You can. It can be done in Jesus. You can't do it without Jesus because your emotions ain't going to be about love. Your flesh is not going. It's going to be about worry, fear, anxiety, and then you're going to try to find something to ease. Your pain, because you're no longer in a comfortable place, so you're diseased. Okay, diseased, and when you're diseased, you go try to find comfort. And usually, when you try to find comfort, you you may go find you some southern comfort. You may go find you something that's going to bring you to a place of a false calmness, using an idol to bring what the Holy Ghost has the ability to bring you. Amen. Amen. Forsake all of them. See, the head of the marriage is God. He's the head. We must spend time before him, men of God, for direction and guidance in our marriage, especially during the lack, if there's a communicational problem, if there's, I mean, whatever. If we as men go seek God, we can prevent a lot of our struggle and a lot of the chaos that may be created through the things that we may be dealing with. Same with you women of God, because women of God are pretty they do that. They always seeking God, Lord God, can you just help my husband get things right? I just wish he can see what I see in him and da 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 da. Women do that. But it's our pride that keeps us from moving into a position to where God can begin to shape us and mold us. Because we think we know Who we are. We got that John Wayne complex. Amen. We must cover our wives in prayer daily and come together in prayer daily with your wife. The two shall become one. So as you pray as one is more power to come against what is trying to come against you. We are the priest of the home. We are the priest of the home. And it's our job to minister to our wives. And if the leaders that listen to this, your first ministry is at home. And if you can't if you can't love and respect and, and give and do all those things in your home, how do you expect you gonna do them in a church? How you how you gonna do it? This is the first ministry, your home. How you serve your wife, because that's what ministry is is serving. If you can't serve your wife, you you you, you you need to go, go 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 have somebody minister for a while and, and come and, and serve your wife and get that down first. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. I just want to thank God, hallelujah, for this, this word. It really fed me. I don't know about y'all, but it fed me. I got a lot out of it. Hallelujah, and I thank God for it. Lord, I thank you for the word. I pray, Father God, that your seed may fall on fertile ground in the hearts and minds of your people. Lord God, that the men of God will not just be hearers but doers of this word. Those that listen to the archives... Days, weeks, months, years down the line, I pray, Father God, that the anointing of God will stamp itself upon this recording, Lord God, that they may be able to get what they need to be better men, better husbands, better fathers, hallelujah, to their children, Lord God. That they may be able to to overcome the struggle, to walk through the struggle, hallelujah, and allow their marriage, hallelujah, to come back together. Hallelujah. I even pray right now for those marriages that are hanging on by a string. Hallelujah, God. You are a restorer. You are a resurrector. Resurrect these marriages. Resurrect, Father God, hallelujah, the marriages. Allow the love that once was to come back into the hearts and minds of that man or that woman, Father God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. And even those, Lord God, that are doing things outside of their marriage and keeping it a secret, Lord God, expose it. Expose it right now. Bring it to the forefront. Hallelujah. For no man or no woman should be treated like that when they have made a covenant under you to love that individual until death do us part. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Help the marriage, Father God. Help the marriage. Put everyone in position that they may, Father God, be in the position that you predestined for marriages from the beginning of time. From the beginning of time. We glorify you, Lord God, and we honor you. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen and amen. I just want to play this melody here before we get off the line. Hallelujah. It's called I Need More Flash Time Florida. I think it's I think it's something that we need right now. In our marriages, in the struggle,
1: we just need more. More of
2: God. God and just worship your holy name to fellowship, Father God, hallelujah, and just worship and praise you for being such a good God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Father God, for giving us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and for strengthening us in this hour to keep pushing, to keep striving, hallelujah, Lord God. And as I stated, Lord, touch the marriages, touch the marriages. Father God, heal the wounds. Hallelujah, Lord God. For you are not a God of divorce, Father God. Hallelujah, you are a God of restoration. Restore, 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 restore now in the name of Jesus Christ. Those marriages, Father God, that are in uh, desire, that are In a place, Father God. Hallelujah. Take the wedge out, Father God, that the two may come back together and be one. In the name of Jesus. We come against the spirit of division. Hallelujah. For the Bible says a house that is divided cannot stand. Hallelujah. But these houses will stand. They will stand. They will stand. They will stand because they are built upon the rock of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Lord God Touch the hearts and minds of the men of God To take their position Touch the hearts and minds of the women of God To be submissive unto the husband As he is submissive unto you, Lord God Put the order back in marriage, Father God Upon the land In the name of Jesus Christ And we will give you all the glory And we will give you all the praise In Jesus' name Amen and amen Hallelujah to God. I just want to make a couple announcements real quick. Hallelujah. Thursdays at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time p.m. 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. We have Beta mentoring conference line. It's a conference line where we are mentoring, hallelujah, up and coming prophets and evangelists and teachers and preachers and apostles to move in the calling in which God has called them to, in the name of Jesus Christ, and a place and a platform where they can move prophetically and not have to worry about somebody character assassinating them or criticizing them. Amen. Glory be to God. And Saturday morning at noon. Eastern Standard Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, we have Hour of Power. Uh, prayer line. Hallelujah, glory be to God, and we move mightily because the Spirit of God shows up and He shows out. So if you're in need of healing, if you're in need of prayer, if you're in need of an uplifting, if you need a need of prayer uh, for peace, hallelujah, come on the line. Hallelujah, just sitting underneath the glory of God, hallelujah, just does something to you. Amen. Hallelujah, glory be to God. Ah, yes, Lord, and if you have any questions, concerns, if you uh, would like to make a, an offering or a or, uh, so Proceed into the ministry. Hallelujah. Our uh, Paypal, you can just go to mbkministries at gmail.com. Hallelujah on Paypal, send money, that's the email address, mbkministries at com. and see whatever the spirit of the Lord places upon your heart, amen it's not about money, it's about Jesus glory be to God, for he supplies all of my needs according to his riches and his glory but he does say that the church hallelujah, and the people of the church are to help build the church, so amen I just put that out there, hallelujah so we are going to get ready to set down the line, but again, I just want to thank each and every person that has come forth hallelujah to uh fellowship with us hallelujah and worship and praise the almighty god with us i pray that you have received something that will help you to move hallelujah in this time in this end time with the struggles that are coming against marriage hallelujah stay in your position love it does not matter what don't react from an emotional place, respond from a spiritual place. And let God, men of God, lead your marriage. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, you all have a fantastic week. Uh, We'll see you either Thursday or next Saturday. But until then, remember, walk by faith and not by sight. We love you, and you have a fantastic evening.